You're back. Thank you for clicking play to the Advice from Hannah show. This is your girl, Advice from Hannah, and I want to thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. Remember, if you like this podcast, subscribe, like, comment, or follow us on Instagram at Advice from Hannah. This is your platform, and I love being here with you. This week's episode is season one, episode number 32. The episode is called Creative Minds. But before we jump into this episode, I want to take a brief moment to thank our official media sponsor, WolfCo, which is a community and academy for entrepreneurs to learn how to build and market their social brands through digital and social media. All courses and workshops within the Wolf Academy are taught, led, created by fellow entrepreneurs, influencers, and subject matter experts. They have a no-fluff policy. Are you tired of spending time and money on courses and events that didn't really turn out the way you wanted to? And so are we. Join us at the Wolf Co., where all courses and online workshops are just $1.99 per year. Courses include topics such as Instagram for Business, Unlocking LinkedIn, Pinterest 101, and many more. Reach out to the Wolf Co. and let them know Hannah sent you. Now who's ready to listen to this episode? I know I am. Let's dive right into it. And welcome back to the Advice from Hannah show. I have two super cool guests on here and I'm so excited. But welcome Vanessa and Marisol to the Advice from Hannah show. Yay! Love it. <laughs> um, so um, I know Vanessa, you're a courage creator and that's how I kind of identify you. Marisol is a spiritual goddess just <laughs> standing in front of me and I, I love her already so please introduce yourself say hi to the to the public great well hello I'm Vanessa I um, created uh, something called the brave journal and uh, that's on couragecreator.com and also on uh, Instagram under a courage creator so it's very much my exploration of how to make bold moves in my own life and and to share that with others who are going through that at the same time <laughs> Uh, I'm Marisol, and I'm a public relations and marketing consultant uh, and storyteller. Storyteller? I love it. I love it already. <laughs> so, Bravery Journal, how did that How did that happen, in a sense? How did that... Because I find that creatives create things that they want for themselves. So Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, it was actually interesting. I think the, the real story is I had cut my cable around this time last year, like last July. And um, I, I was sitting on the couch on a Saturday here where we are right now and went like, why can't I, um, I was frustrated with myself. I'm, even though I have a, a day job and it's a good day job and I'm, I'm for the most part happy, I just know I'm capable of more than I was doing. And that really was starting to bother me. It was like about a few weeks after my 40th birthday. And I think when you hit milestones like that too, mm-hmm. you go, okay, why is life not the way I imagined it to be? Like this sense of expectation. And then literally I wrote down on a blank piece of paper, why can't I be brave? And as I did, it was like this whole, the whole outline of the book came very, very quickly. And then I, um, I kind of wrote it out at probably within 15 minutes, I had the whole schedule of this is the book and this is the exploration of this idea because a lot of it, anyone who's worked with me and I had come out in, in PR and had a, a career in, in PR previous to this, 
And I mentored a lot of girls, in particularly girls and women who were uh, account directors. And there's a, a, a that particular level is someone in their tends to be late 20s to mid 30s. They're in this position in the career where they're between family and actually driving through the career. And there's a series of questions I would go through with a lot of them, including myself of what makes you brave? Why, are you, what, why is this your goal? How are we going to pivot on this client? And I kind of started to ask myself these questions. And as I did, um, the format for the book came along. And then I wrote the book between, I would say, six in the morning till eight every day for about six week period. And then I put it in a drawer and didn't look at it for three <laughs> months until a friend of mine is, is uh, I sent it to her. She had actually been brave herself and started this business. And um, I, you know, it's like I have this idea, and I've even I'd even looked up to it. I'd even reached out to a manufacturer in China and had a, a proof. Like I'd moved on all of the processes of it, but I hadn't actually pressed send on the book. And she's like, "If you don't do this, I'm going to kick your ass. You have to do it. <laughs> and if you do it, you can sell it in the in her business, which she had just launched. And that's how I ended up doing the book. That's the story of the Brave Journal. That's amazing. <laughs> so I find that there's always something that clicks in you, and then creativity just comes naturally so i'm a weirdo you guys can all attest to this <laughs> so i think that when that happens i feel like it's your ancestors creating a vision for you and then Interesting. You, you're like you're just manifesting it so because it just came out of nowhere yeah, yeah you know there's a lot of, so um I think famously J.K. Rowling talks about this, that Harry Potter kind of jumped on a train to her. Mm -hmm. And um, Elizabeth Gilbert in Big Magic talks about this in the most accurate description of it, which is very much that it just comes to you. The idea is an entity, right? Like mm -hmm. you said, it's a, it's a spirit, whether it comes from another person or it, it, through yourself. But I, I do really believe, having had that experience, that it was... It was like an uh, the idea came to me, and I, all it did was come through me. I just wrote it down, but it was existing in the world. And that I feel when I stuck it in the drawer, I felt really bad. I almost felt like it was pushing my shoulder. Like, let's go, come on, get out. And then it wasn't until I actually pressed send on the publication of the first batch uh, that I kind of relaxed a bit. And then they arrived, and, and but it, it was definitely like it needed to get out in the world for somebody, hopefully that it's found that person who needed it. Um, but it, it, it was almost like I was just the tool. I had nothing to do with it. You know, it's my voice, but it's not really. Like the ideas and the format of it was separate. The, mm -hmm. I, the whole name came to everything separate. That's fascinating. I love hearing about the creative process <laughs> and kind of how the idea just comes to you. I have to ask you, did you like visualize the color? No, so the original, I can show you actually, mm -hmm. I had, originally I wanted it to be orange because I thought the idea of oranges is a powerful color, it sticks out on a, on a bookshelf. Um, the reason the book is blue is because um, the, uh, my friend, her name is Sue and she runs Do Sweat House, which is an infrared sauna uh, in, in, uh, on the east side of Toronto. She, her brand colors are blue. That was the only reason it ended up being blue. And so I thought, oh, it'll look really good on the shelf that she said she'd promised to sell it. <laughs> and that's how I ended up. But then this royal blue ended up being a color that is brave. And, and it, it's a color, if you, if you look at a lot of corporate logos, yeah. blue is the color of trust as well. Yeah. Mm. So it, it worked out very well. But the original one is, is, is like an orangey red color. <laughs> so. No, definitely. I find that blue itself is like the Navy, policemen, like anybody, like right. a force that, that comes and helps you out. Marisol, I have to ask you, did you ever have like this kind of out-of-body experience with like your brand or anything that you created in a sense? Uh, I, well, I left my corporate job, so I wasn't, I've been in PR on the agency side for over a decade. 
And that out-of-body experience came to me when I got honest with myself. Before we started recording, we were talking about being straight up and honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, I'm miserable. Like, I, I, had, I had to be super honest with myself. And that auto, I got on the phone really respectfully with the owner of the agency that I was with. And it, I didn't feel like I was talking. It was a braver version of me talking. And that was, that was kind of like an out-of-body experience. I had no plan. I had no plan what was going to happen after you know we had parted our ways. I had mm -hmm. zero plan, uh, and I left it up to that outer, outer you know entity that was that's that's me. I guess my higher version of myself. I think that it, I think the brave version of you is your soul actually talking through you, like forcing you to do the things that sitting here you're. Oh, I can't because you know I I'm going to be embarrassed. People are going to think this of me, whatever. But literally, bravery is like shut up, just do it. This is what you have to put out to the yes. world. I think that's what it is. Yes. <laughs> It was like, I was like, uh, it was just like, yeah, just do it. Just, you know, get, get over yourself, get over your crap. You don't know what's on the other side. So jump. Uh, but that was, that's the brave part of me. I started my own firm. I'm still, I'm in a very curious phase. So we were talking about being brave. So my way of being brave right now is being completely curious. So I, my, I had this vision after I quit that I was going to build my own firm that was different from any other firm that I had been in. Mm -hmm. I intentionally wanted to work with women, especially women of color. And I wanted to build, and I wanted to serve businesses that are female-founded, Canadian, uh, born and born and raised. Uh, but as I'm building what I thought was going to be a firm, life is leading me down a different path, and I'm allowing myself to be curious. And I, that's a form of bravery to me. It's I'm being curious about all kinds of things. You know, I'm being curious about religion, not necessarily converting to a particular religion, but I want to understand the mindsets of people who are who are who follow these belief systems I'm just super curious I'm curious about travel curious about food I'm curious about you name it I'm curious if I have a question about something I'm going to go find out so I'm curious about different forms of exercise I've only ever known strength training and, and lift, moving heavy things around a enclosed space <laughs> at a gym but now I'm I'm just curious and I think with curiosity there's less of a there's less pressure because if you're curious if I say you know, if I pick up this jam, I'm like, oh, I've never had this jam before. I'm going to try it. If I don't like it, that's okay. I can put it back down. Whereas when you're doing it because you're like, well, I have to choose a path. And you walk down that path, you're like, oh, I don't really like it. But this is what I said I was going to go down. So I guess I have to mm -hmm. continue. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of pressure I felt I was putting on myself. And a lot of people do. Yeah. But if I don't like something, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop. I, I think you're right. Like, it's <laughs> changing your perspective, right? It's just because... You were told, and I think especially you, we were talking about this earlier, that because we were told something is a certain way, like you have to have a mortgage or you have to have this title or whatever the thing is, that you just keep going down this path that you don't right. really want. So yeah, I love the curiosity thing. I need to incorporate more of that in my, into my life too. But it is the curiosity as, as a brave choice because it's different from the norm in quotations. That makes sense. It is. Even when you think about, let's say something as simple as food. Like being curious about, I don't know, let's say you go to another country and like actually in Ecuador, uh, they eat guinea pig. I don't nice. eat meat, but I was super curious about it. Do you know what I mean? So I think that's also brave though. Like mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a small step of bravery. I think the one, something that I personally struggled with was I thought bravery meant, all right, I'm gonna bungee jump. That means I'm brave. Like do something so extreme. Whereas being curious could mean you know, sending out your resume to to fulfill a position you never even thought imagined yourself in. Mm -hmm. That's a form of bravery because you're stepping out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. So I think that it's just interesting that we're connecting on this because your your platform is bravery, 
And I think curiosity is definitely weaved into yeah, that. Because it's the curiosity about your limit as well, right? Yeah. Like just because I think, I guess the other thing that I find really interesting about what you're saying is that it's uh, about actually creating, um, bravery for me is about creating a vision. Uh, so my reason for doing it was, okay, I want to get really clear on where I'm going as I'm f formulating the next decade. And I feel like there was a lot of, of period of a lot of time that I've just been wallowing because it was, I'm doing the, not wallowing, stagnant. Like mm -hmm. I'm just doing the thing that I need to do. And then curiosity is actually the opposite of that is getting curious on a new type of vision. And yeah. you're exploring before you can formulate that for yourself. So it, it is very complimentary and it's exploring the limits of what you think you you necessarily um, have to do because society or someone told you or even you told yourself. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> totally. I, you guys touched upon interesting um, topics, especially I feel curiosity and bravery, bravery they double dutch with themselves. Mm. So I I have to ask, were you curious as children? So when you were a kid, I was, I literally, I wanted to know why the sky was blue and why the grass was green. I would ask so many questions, but that stopped because it's annoying or, you know, oh, you shouldn't ask so many questions and why are you pushing the envelope? So you kind of quiet yourself to make everyone around you feel better about themselves. But now I'm just like, fuck it. You're gonna have to hear my question. But do you find that you were curious as children and then it kind of stopped, but then now it's like, born again like not to sound cliche <laughs> I don't think it's ever stopped for me I think because curiosity is the learning and, and you know we were talking earlier about PR and the industry and how there's 10,000 little titles I think there's a level of curiosity oh I'm assistant account manager I'm gonna get to junior account account director blah, 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 like the 14 titles between you know the VP and the and the intern <laughs> it's there's a curiosity aspect of it I, I am a lifelong learner if you look at the level of certificates, degrees, one day courses online, whatever, <laughs> even a formal graduate degrees that I hold, I will never stop learning. Like I have a list of the things I want to learn. Mm -hmm. And I think curiosity of life is the spice of life. So I, I don't think that's something I've ever, it's gone in different areas, but it's fundamentally who I am. And I, I've often changed jobs, um, particularly since moving to Canada, like every couple of years, I'm like, okay, okay. I'm bored. And, you know, <laughs> friends laugh and it's like, yeah, but if you look at those jobs and every, every one came with a title change or a different position, and I think that's a level of curiosity. You do something for a while and then you get stagnant. So push yourself, you have to, or, oh my gosh, might as well jump off the bridge. Like, yeah. <laughs> what's the point what's of the living point? if you're not discovering something new, whether it's food or religion or whatever. I love that you're doing that because you're getting excited about life. That's what that is. Eh? Yeah. And well, I, I vote to answer your question. Mm -hmm. I've, I mean, my favorite question from when, ever since I can remember to this day is why? Like, I want people to explain why. Like, someone says, someone says, like, oh, I love why. Why do you love the Raptors? And it, you know, because I know it's something deeper than that. There's mm -hmm. always a everything. I think that we we forget that we make decisions every day based on emotion. Every time we buy something, it's based on emotion. Like I'm sitting here with a coffee from a local coffee shop. Mm -hmm. Why did I spend $6 on how many ounces of fluid? <laughs> and it's an emotional connection to that spot. If it wasn't, if they weren't who they are, mm -hmm. I wouldn't even bothered. But why is my favorite question. And since I was a kid, that's something that I was just always curious about. Like one thing that I used to do, and I look back now, like that's so interesting is, you know, when CDs were a thing, right? I love, I love Mariah Carey, <laughs> who didn't. <laughs> I would listen to her music or like her album. I remember um, always be that always be my baby mm -hmm. album. And I wanted to, I knew 
even at that young age that it wasn't just her who had created that I wanted to understand the inner workings of how something so that that I would sing word for word came to life so I would look at the credits and I at a very young age started to understand who major producers were like what's what does an eight-year-old care do you know what I mean that's so interesting I yeah but I asked why about everything like I even like people that like Tupac as a great example like I loved I was introduced to him through one of my best friend's sisters she was much older than us I started listening to him when I was when I probably shouldn't have been (laughs) but I wanted to understand his story so as soon as I could I I started to I did an entire um, independent study on him to understand why he sang and rapped about the things he rapped about Mm. why was he talking about Brenda and her baby like I don't understand this but I always, I dug deeper. I always dug deeper in that. I think that's where the journalism part of my background came in. So inquisitive. And I think it's important, especially in being brave, that you continuously ask questions. I don't think it's annoying. I think curiosity shows showcases intelligence and also showcases the um, desire to understand. And when you come from a place of wanting to understand, that's a human relations 101. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, well, why do you do the things that you do? Because you're trying to get on that person's level and understand why they make those choices. Because then you're just assuming. That's right. Yeah, that's what I, I like so much about you, Hannah. And both of you, Marisol, you have the same thing. You have a fundamental curiosity about human beings. And that was what sets the tone for how you explore. I, I think that's what it is. It's about actually trying to understand another and then connect to them through the, 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 their perspective. Yeah. And totally. there's similarities when you start to ask those questions, right? Like why people do the things they do. I, don't, I mean, I'm not, I'm no Oprah for sure, but <laughs> I really do feel like it really boils down to people want to be seen, they want to be heard, and they want to live a life that is relevant in some way. Like on Instagram, I asked just a random question. I was like, "What is your biggest fear?" A few people answered, and they answered in many different ways, but the consistent theme was. I want to be relevant. I want to. I want to know. I want people to know that I was on this earth and I did something that mattered. I said something that mattered. I did something that mattered. I impacted somebody. That was they want the relevance. That's being seen and being heard, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That that's a, such a, another interesting topic. Yeah. I've sorry. Thinking, <laughs> no. It, but I've been thinking about that a lot. Like, what what is your purpose? You know, we were talking about this earlier in the week. Like, a lot of us are looking for this relevance and I think in this Instagram world that that means uh, I'm followed by tens of thousands or whatever Mm -hmm. where I actually the more I look at purpose I actually think it's much smaller than that it's how you live your day to day because the way you affect the environment you you bought from that independent coffee shop you've helped contribute to a local business which might he might be using that to put his kid through college or who knows right and then you are you know being a good person you're putting out good words you smiled at a stranger on the street I actually think purpose is in those ways I was good to myself I was good to my family my community that actually has as much as if not a more of an important impact than this I spoke to a million people some of us are looking at Oprah (laughs) thinking there are there are the and then that doesn't mean others that can't have that path but I actually think the real impact is on this very gentle how you live every second Mm -hmm. as I get older I see that is much more of what purpose is really about when you look at the people who are 90 plus and how they live that's what it's about they exercise every day they you know they eat in a certain way they're part of a community that's they are living a purpose that has created massive health and an impact in their small world and isn't that what it's really about yeah those small steps i think also require the most bravery because it requires you to be intentional about every Mm -hmm. decision you make yeah and to do it when people aren't looking yes right it is it's 
and I think one of the most effective ways we can be intentional is how we vote with our money. Like where we decide that it's money is energy in my opinion, mm-hmm. and where we decide that very important energy goes into, like you said, the independent coffee shops and shopping local and, you know, supporting, like my big thing is supporting female owned businesses. So I think that, but that requires a, a, a step in bravery because then you have to actually stop yourself think, be present, and be conscious of what you're doing. And be uncomfortable. And be super uncomfortable, <laughs> right? Because right? it's like so much more work than just buying the thing from the local mass company, you know, whatever. It's like running to Starbucks, right? <laughs> exactly, that's, that's it. But yeah, getting uncomfortable. No, getting uncomfortable and getting messy and just being like, most of the situations I put myself in, I am so uncomfortable, but I smile anyways, and I just, I go for it. But you guys touched upon so many different gems if you guys aren't catching these gems go back and listen because these two women are phenomenal i wish you could see them in person but you said something what you want to be remembered about so if i look back if you want to look back or yourselves in 10 15 years what is like that one main thing that you want to be remembered about or you wish that you can kind of like that's your essence of a persona um what would that be I think if you have to pick one it's that uh, for me would be that love was through everything yeah. so that the people I impacted whether it's on a bigger or small scale felt like she she loved and she cared for me and she showed that through her in, in, through her actions whether it's like I don't carry a plastic bag or I told my friends and family that I love them or I've shown that through the quality of what I put out in the world like it's really a, that's it at the end of the day right it's it's love or fear so I choose love if I can only have one <laughs> that's, that would be it Oh, I felt that. You touched a chord on me. I felt that. Are you going to oh. cry? No! Did I make you cry? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm trying hard not to today. <laughs> cut, cut the host of brain. <laughs> Please, say something that's not touchy feely. <laughs> I think, well, I'm going to give a, a little longer-winded explanation. Yeah. A, a couple of years ago, I, I call it, you know, the dark, the dark age. So 2016 was definitely a dark age for me. <laughs> I didn't, and that's because I started to do some self-discovery. I got brave. And I, I did an exercise that I had read about, which is if, you know, imagine you're, it's your funeral and there's someone's up there at the podium speaking about your life. At the way you're living life right now, what, what are you giving the world that they, what material are you giving them to speak about, to write the speech about you? I wasn't giving out much, to be honest with you. Like, they could read my bank statement, they could read about, they could read my resume out loud or my LinkedIn profile maybe the few cities that I had visited, but there was really not much to be remembered for because I wasn't intentional about using up my space in a good way. That was heartbreaking. Love, for sure. Uh, And I think that that's a scary thing because at that point in my life, there was, you can't give what you don't have. Like if I have, if you take this watermelon that's in front of us and you try to squeeze orange juice out of it, it's not gonna, it's never gonna come out. Because I had nothing in me. I was so empty. Mm-hmm. So love, yes, I definitely agree with that. But I want to tie it back. I just trying to, I'm, I'm bringing it back to the brave part because to love, I think, for me at, at least, required to be immensely brave. Because I had to look myself in the mirror and be like, mm-hmm. do I love the person that's standing in front of me? How she looks, how she thinks, what she's done, how she feels. And that was heavy. That was really heavy. I felt that. No, I felt that because sometimes you're doing things through the motions and you're not being your authentic self. But now that the authentic self shows up, you're like, oh, yes, I love you yeah. like, all the time. But for, you're immensely brave and I commend you for doing that because mm-hmm. there's people that are like 
in later later in the game that don't want to look in the mirror and say like you know what this is not looking good right now and this needs to happen and this needs to happen and you've taken the bull by the horns and you made it your bitch so I'm really excited well, you know <laughs> I kind of fell to my knees because the universe was like alright you need to be humbled right now <laughs> um, I know the humbling experiences I think we, this should be a whole podcast about like, humbling experiences <laughs> I have a few for you <laughs> but it's true love, to, uh, love requires bravery especially love of yourself oh my god yeah have you ever I mean I'm sure you guys have done this but the one thing that I think it was like Louise Hay who said this she's like go into the mirror look yourself dead in the eye and say I love you I had never done that I, I, I did that exercise yeah. she okay so what was your reaction it, okay it's 30 days that's her exercise yeah, yeah. you do it for 30 days the first 5 days you feel I'm a fraud like you're saying it and then you're getting an answer back or at least for me it was like fuck you yeah. bullshit <laughs> this is stupid this is dumb what am I doing you're talking to yourself you're crazy but then by I day 15 it, it almost becomes rote when you're like yeah, I love you I love you I love you <laughs> And then I think it like for me, it was three weeks in where all of a sudden I, I do, I, you know, because you're trying, because you're here doing this stupid exercise that is actually <laughs> changing something in you. It took, and and it, it's like a daily thing. It's you awesome. have to keep, you have to keep doing it, and also just be a little nice to yourself. I think that's what I was gonna say with. Um, the breakdown that you're talking about because we've all I think you get to a certain age and you've had them sometimes you've had more than one yeah and for me it always comes back to the re- it's really simple I think we complicate life yes all like, the time like we're making bad mm. things you got to do this especially in today's women like us who are looking to at, at you know elevating or trying to give something back so in order to do that you need to meditate in the morning and run and do mm. this and eat mm-hmm. no gluten or whatever you're saying <laughs> It's we, we, there's a basket of bread beside us <laughs> and, and gluten no, free we should explain to your readers actually that we're sitting at a table having just had brunch yeah. so we're, we keep referencing food because we're not right a place us. of food but, uh, but I realized at the end of the day it was it's so simple it really is just about love love of yourself love of the world and other people and we, we make it so complicated and some of it is good some of it is it's how we, we, we get through the day, but oh my gosh, it's just so much simpler than we make it. Oh my god, yeah. Like it's getting over your, sh- your own shit. Can I swear? Yeah, no, yeah, no. It's, no, like, no. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like when we were talking about unfucking yourself, right? Yeah. But that that is a huge step in bravery. I remember when, so when I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, this, first of all, I was like, this is stupid. I was like, whatever, I can do this, no big deal. <laughs> I looked at myself, I'm like, oh. And I was like, I. And I couldn't say it. And I broke down, cried, uh-huh. went to my room, and I was like, I'm not talking to her. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not fucking talking to her. I don't want to. We're not We're not on good terms right now. But that was, oh my God, did I have to get uncomfortable to eat. Imagine something that, you know, when you say it, it seems so simple. And it's I've asked hard. a few girlfriends to do it who I felt like it would really help. Mm-hmm. And a few didn't have the same reaction, but there were a few that did. And I was like, okay. I'm like, so that... Again, it's so simple. If you just give yourself the space and the energy to do it, mm-hmm. but then you sit there and you're overcomplicating, and you're like, well, how, how come I couldn't do it? Then you meditate and you focus on the, the why you didn't do it, right? And then, and then that's where all your energy goes as opposed to just focus on what you want to do, which is the look, something as simple as looking yourself dead in the eye and saying, okay, I love you. I love you, I love you. Yeah. It's hard. It's definitely hard. I, I have a sticky note in my bathroom that says like, you know you're a badass and you can do anything that you want and I say it to myself all the time and the I love you doing that in the mirror it is hard so hard it is so hard because to me I was trained not to show emotion 
So like, no, you have to be rough, you have to be tough out here, you're gonna get eaten alive. So, which, to God, I've been chewed up and spit out so many times, I've lost count. But um, when you start saying that you love yourself, it's like magical power surge, and then nobody, like now to this point, somebody says something to me that's not very positive, I'm like, it's okay, I love myself anyways. And I just... <laughs> that's, exactly. that's exactly it. Like, if you look at the people who are at um, the top of their game or really at contributing at a level, they that's the difference they they and i don't even know if you would necessarily even use the word love themselves they have a confidence about them that gets in there because they believe i'm, I'm going to get to that level and, and i i trust in myself to do it that's like that's actually what bravery is that's what love is of, of yourself it's even despite my flaws i am going to do it anyway i have the confidence and belief in myself that's the powerful essence right that we're all trying to always get to it's just do just quiet these little voices and these flaws and just get to the get to the thing because that thing that purpose is more important than whatever insecurities and and reasons i can't do it are mm-hmm. no definitely it, you know i'm gonna put pop culture into this but kanye loves kanye so yeah like his, <laughs> his attitude is however he is but he loves himself so much to the point that he just does like I, I think he's an artist, but he just does things so outrageous that not many people understand. But Kanye loves Kanye at the it, end of the day. Exactly, it takes a special kind of person to put themselves. I mean, I am no fan, but Donald Trump, look at that. Oh. The entire world is going like, what are you crazy? But this man seems to love himself. And oh. there's if the if I can have only one thing about him that I could look at and think positively, like I admire the fact that this person loves themselves to the point where they're delusional to everything else. I mean, there, there's there's some there's that is a one the only quality I can see to admire. But I do admire that like the the people who can just quiet everybody else, including their own naysayers, and put put forward their own thing. Mm-hmm. Like, that's I wish I had more of that. That's what a lot of my own journey has been about. Is the self worth thing? I think a lot of women have this. Is uh, and even for me, the bravery journal was this. Like, do just trust in yourself, believe in yourself. All those questions in, in the brave mm-hmm. journal are about yeah. that. Um, they're uh, they're about this idea of just you do it anyway go go anyway despite all of these reasons get very very clear that this purpose is more important than what the flaw absolutely and the person that we rent space in our head that little negative That's nancy it. she needs to move out but i'm trying to get her evicted but point of story is if you don't do this then somebody else is going to do it or you're going to sit there and wonder like what i can't sit and wonder what if like mm-hmm. that is like my biggest thing. Like, I can't. I go and I do it if I follow my face. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know. Oh, I I agree. I mean, the, this is this the the book itself has typos in it. The first mm-hmm. iteration, and you know. It wasn't perfect, but I did it. That was the thing at the end of the day that I was very proud of. When, when the shipment arrived, it was like, okay, it's not perfect. It's an iterative process, but the, the doing, you did it. You didn't talk about it. You did it. Mm-hmm. And then once you've done one, it's easier to do the other. And you, that's how you build the trust in yourself, in the doing, not in the talking or writing about it. So, yeah. you know, we're all armchair experts, but the, yeah. <laughs> when you get to the, um, to the doing of whatever you're doing is, that's where the power is. No, definitely. There's, you know what, you said something that kind of made a word start playing in my head. Um, you said that not a lot of people do do what they want to and they just let it sit there. And 
when you're talking to somebody, I know we touched upon this earlier, when we're talking to somebody that hasn't done something, so they don't have, I call it vision or light, mm -hmm. um, how do you combat that when you're trying to explain like your vision and like you're telling me that you wrote a book and I'm like, oh my God, yeah, it's great because I, I get it. But when you're talking to somebody that hasn't done that and you get that negative feedback, how do you two kind of like deal with that, especially with being a creative, like, oh my God, oh my God, don't say that about my work. Um, <laughs> how do you deal with that? You know, it's interesting. We were talking about this a little bit earlier. I, I think you have to be prepared to stand alone on a lot of things, and that it's that's one of the the, the tougher pieces about it. You will find you will find your people who will support you, and that might not be the people that you started the journey with. In fact, it's almost guaranteed <laughs> to not be the people that you begin with, um, and it hurts as the ones that you think are your friends are not. You know, whether it's jealousy or just not understanding where you're you're coming from, but. You have to follow your path, and like Marisol says, you know you, that rocking chair funeral speech thing. Yeah. That that exercise is actually a very powerful one to keep you on um, on on a path of of just I'm doing this for a greater purpose, and you know I ha I'm being prepared. There's consequences of that. You know we all we're making choices all day, and this choice means that you're no longer going to be my life because you don't want to, mm -hmm. and that's okay. It yeah. sucks, but it's I think it's part of the growth journey too. No, definitely, definitely, you can. Uh, I totally get it. You can't carry everyone on can't your back. carry them all. No, no. And you can't teach someone something they can't see. You know, like you can sit there and this is important for you. And I think that's what hurts. There's a lot of people, and you were even alluding to this earlier, Marissa, like there's people who you wish you could bring or could see the word. You could see that you see them and they don't see themselves in a certain mm -hmm. way, but you, you can't force someone to be enlightened. That has to come from within. And if it's not part of their journey at that moment, then it's not part of their journey. Mm -hmm. yeah. No. There's this quote, I, and, and I, I wish I remembered who said it, but it's, you can't say the wrong thing to the right person, and you can't say the right thing to the wrong person. Oh, that's interesting. Like, yeah. it, it's so powerful, because it's, it, sometimes it's just not meant to translate to certain people, and as hard as it is, because some of the people, some of your critics will be your family, your worst, I mean, your closest friends is what I meant to say, uh, I think we need to remember that as humans, we we tend to project. So and we and we tend to we tend to um, when someone we see someone else turning up their light, mm -hmm. it kind of ch it it challenges us. It's an indirect challenge yes. to other people yes, to be exactly. like, why aren't you? If I think I can, why aren't you? And some people take offense to that they don't know it. I think it's subconscious. I don't think they understand it. And another great quote is the greatest trees and a crab can make is to make a leap for the bucket to make a leap for the rim of the bucket mm. <laughs> that's powerful it's right it's like it, because people are you know imagine we, if you visualize like a rat race everyone seems to be in this rat race like hustle yeah. hustle hustle we're all mm. in the same race right but one one person decides i don't i don't want to do this race anymore i'm getting off and i'm i'm going down this green leafy path what makes you think you you're so special that you can do it mm-hmm you know what I mean? Like I, I, and I don't think people mean to, to think that yeah. way. I think it's a projection, and I think you're also indirectly challenging other people to get over their own shit. All the time. Yeah, All the time. it's tall poppy syndrome. You know, like we oh, love yeah. to cut off the heads. Everybody is the same. We stay because yeah, you're exactly right. You're indirectly challenging people who have not done that for themselves. Yes. And it's. Um, it's very uncomfortable. I mean, I'm sure we've all experienced it. You see that friend who you know changed her life around. Like, 
I'm happy for you, but also it makes you look at yourself and your own in, in, yeah. in the areas that you have not come up on your, yourself. So you can choose to see that as inspiration or, um, or, inse- or, or, or your insecurity. That's right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you, and I mean, I'm totally guilty of it before, but I, but you grow to be self-aware enough where you're like, why does this cause a negative emotion within me? And it's because you're looking at yourself and you're like, you had that idea and you're still sitting on it. You could have gone to the gym the other day yeah. if you really wanted to. If you really want to go on vacation, you can make it happen, but you yeah. obviously don't want it back. In enough. fact, that's the best life coach. Everybody right? who pisses you off are your teachers. Yes. <laughs> you know, like go and find them because they're the people who are like, why does that bother me? There's a, there's a lesson. Yes. It's, it's very true. Yes. I think that's all, that's it though. That that was a mic drop right there because <laughs> yeah. the person that irritates I when I started the podcast somebody messaged me and said before I started sorry they messaged me they're like why don't you start a podcast I'm like um, nobody wants to listen to me why and he just kept asking me why and I was getting so annoyed I'm like who are you to tell me what to do you don't know what I do with my time and mm-hmm. you know I went all through that and then when the conversation finished at the end it was just like you need to start a podcast the end and then the conversation kind of cut. And months later, like literally, I don't. When this airs, this will be months later. I messaged him and I said, "Hey, you were right. I should have done this." And you were just calling me yeah. out, but nobody likes to get called out no. on their flaws. No, no, no. The ego gets hurt, and you know. So it's definitely I. I appreciate those people even more now because they see the magic in you that you can't see yourself. Yeah. But sometimes it just comes out really wrong. Those people. Those people always tend to be people that are furthest away from you though right like everyone who's like you should write a book you should start a podcast like they like they're not it's not my mom's not calling me and telling me that no, you know my sister my best my best friend isn't calling me and telling me that neither is my sister maybe it's just a reflection of my circle but i mean it's strangers or people i have had you know maybe an hour of interaction yeah. with they're like well you why aren't you doing this i see they because they see you in your authentic light because for my mother i'm being her daughter Right. For my sister, I'm being the bigger That's sister. So I never right? thought about it like and that. When I, but I, when I present myself to you, I'm Marisol. You know what I mean? I'm Marisol that shouldn't be eating cheese, but I am, and I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm Marisol who doesn't want a mortgage. And But to my mom, I'm like, yeah, I'm working on it. But to you guys, I'm like, I'm not working on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I I'm being it. totally authentic because I feel, I feel comfortable. Because you don't, like Hannah, we just met. You don't know anything about me, yeah. right? So I feel comfortable with you knowing, with you meeting me for, like, for real. But I think it's, I know people have a preconceived notion of how I'm supposed to show up in their lives, and I do. And I'm still guilty of that. Oh, all the time. Yeah, all yeah. the time. Fighting against all of these uh, stereotypes, and especially with emotion. I never thought about it, but it's very true. Your family see you in, uh, in the, in the, with the emotional filter. So it's hard. They just want to protect you and keep you safe. Yes. But actually, your soul wants you to be a little unsafe, because that's where the growth is. Yeah, for sure. Gem drop. That was such a gem drop. Your family sees you a certain way, and the world sees you. I'm I'm the problem fixer. I fix everybody's problems. I clean up messes. That's my job. And but outside, everybody sees me as a reporter, and like I get interviews and stuff like that. But I get into a certain atmosphere, and it's like, oh well, this happened. Okay, it's fine. I'll clean up for you. And like I just not clean in that sense, but I just I tie everything together and make it pretty nice send you back out to the world mm. um so there's definitely that notion and then that's who you want to be like the person that you're creating anyways um i have to ask you guys this is a question i ask everyone if you saw yourself at 20 like you know rocking the streets of toronto what would you have said to yourself the piece of advice that you wish somebody gave you at 20 so what would you say that to to yourself oh, that's a great one um 
okay, when I was 20, I was living, I was actually in Toronto. I was doing an architecture degree. I would literally go up to the, that girl, give her a big hug. <laughs> be like, keep taking risks is what I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's it. Keep taking, I love it. I love it. Keep taking risks. And probably it's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. Don't yeah. take that one, but you'll be fine. You'll be, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, maybe I'd give her, a, I'd tell her about a few boys not to talk to. <laughs> That'd be it. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, what would I, I'm just trying to think of where I was when I was 20 years old. Oh, I was, I, I was interning for different PR positions in the city. I had so much pressure on myself. I would also give myself a nice big hug. Because uh, I think that at that age, you just kind of feel a certain way where you're like, that, that would help. And uh, I would also tell her like, don't stress so much. It's all going to work out. I would also say, don't waste the pretty. Like, wear the two-piece. Like, wear the crop top. Like, if, mm-hmm. if you feel sexy, like, do it. Because I, I was very self-conscious. and Don't waste the pretty. Don't waste the pretty, girl. That. Don't waste the pretty. I would definitely tell myself not to waste the pretty. Uh, that it all works out. And I would highly encourage her to never dim her light. For the comfort. And for the sake of other people's comfort. I think a lot of women do that. Yeah. We're taught that it's like it's like I like you, but at this level of brightness, otherwise I, I can't, I can't do it. You know, does the sun give a fuck if it blinds you? No, it just shines. So <laughs> all yeah. day long, all day, all day. Yeah, that's what I would tell her. That's phenomenal. I love that. I love that. I hope that you guys took that in, and and these two women are phenomenal. So I like to give you the mic to say whatever you like. Where can we find you? You know, say hello, send them a DM and tell them Hannah said to say hi. But, you know, <laughs> in a sense, uh, this is your time to share anything on your mind and also your social media handles and where we can find you. Okay. Well, I guess what I would say is if um, if the subject of bravery and the conversation was interesting, I, I, you can go to couragecreator.com and um, use the promo code BRAVE15 um, if you're interested in a journal. That's for all of Hannah's readers so and, and listeners. So please, please feel free to do that. And, and stay, stay in touch. If, if it, I, I'm interested, actually, in what makes people brave because as I'm, I'm doing, you practice what you need to learn. So I'm doing this to explore and understand the subject matter better for me as I keep going into that. So if there's something that you disagree with, I would be really interested. Or even if you agree, like, please DM at Courage Creator or let Hannah know because I, I'm curious on that. Wonderful. Wonderful. I love it. You on yourself? Uh, on Instagram, I'm at Maricel I think I have to spell that out. Um, M-A-R-I-C-E-L-D-I-C-I-O-N. And uh, you can also find me at Full Disclose Her. So that's D-I-S-C-L-O-S-E-H-E-R.com. And that's where I put all my ramblings and my writings on. It's totally under construction, but um, yeah, that's the curious and authentic journey. Like it's definitely not polished, but the writing is. We're all under construction. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Constructions all the time. Like constantly rebuilding. Like, oh, well that piece shouldn't go there. Recycle. So I want to thank you guys so much for being on here and spending time with me. I thank really you, appreciate Hannah. it. Thank you. This is your favorite host, Advice from Hannah from This End with Miss Vanessa and Russell. Toodles. Bye. <laughs> Oh,